0: It's like a dream of mine to to completely blow out and like have to restructure my knee.
1: We've communicated and said, you know what? Lion tastes
0: good. Let's go get some more lion. Cindy!
1: The TV's leaking! McLovin? Yeah. Today is Thomas Cup's birthday, and this is Project X. Yo.
0: I gotta get my computer out. We are running behind schedule. We're a minute behind
1: schedule. Please forgive us. Holy shit. <laughs> Hold on. DapifRadio.com. <laughs> Real trap shit.
0: Oh, I unplugged my earphones. <clears throat> okay, here we, oh, I unplugged my earphones again. There we go. Uh, mm-mm. My dad texted me, he said, are you wearing a tiger's hat? Yes, I am, father. Uh-huh. Not Detroit so. Tigers. The D is hard, though. Pause. Oh. That's crazy. It's crazy. I just said that. Um, Welcome to Bird Corps. My name is Sam Bird. I am the host of the show, Like I Am Every Week. I'm joined, Like I Am Every Week, with Kit, producer Kit. How are you?
1: I'm good. Um, it's a busy week, exam week, so, yeah. Yeah. We out here?
0: You're your student-athlete.
1: And draft eligible.
0: And draft eligible. <laughs> yes, he is. Live by the sword, die by the sword. Talk to him, Kit. I don't think I used that right. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yet. That third voice you're hearing today, I know you're thinking to yourself, what, Who? who, who is that? Well, I know there, there's Sam and there's Kit, but who's that? Huh? Who's the third voice? Great question. That third voice is today's guest. He's a producer. He's a director. He's a master networker. I rhymed. The king of mustaches. You may know him as Sub Cheese for Guac, or a new nickname I'm going to start giving him today: CP24, the co-founder of Luno Boulevard, the one, the only, Corey Pittman.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be
0: here. Pleasure to have you here. We've been talking about this for a while. Long time. Yes, we have. And you're here. You were going to come. I think it was two weeks ago. Yep. And we had to had to do some renegotiations with the calendar and we figured out the contract and we got it sorted dude and this is
1: the season finale i can't believe it i'm honored this is special this is crazy i'm happy you're here the final one this is the last firework like the, where the firework just keeps doing more fireworks within the one firework
0: yeah you know this is what it yeah. feels like it's an honor wow i'm glad you're honored we're glad to have you here do you hear a ringing in your headphones yes. is it just me You hear? Oh, it? i hear it okay let me do some adjustments Meet meet me hold on I don't know if that works. You know what? There's just going to be some ringing. That's okay. Didn't bother me that much. No. We'll we'll make it out. It's not bothering me. It's only what I hear every second. (laughs) Whatever. Okay. Before we jump into anything, Mm -hmm. two things. Corey, I have a bubbly for you. Oh.
1: Yeah. Crazy.
0: Are we allowed to drink in the studio? No, sir. No. We're not. Are we gonna?
1: Yes. (laughs) We might. Kit said it was the last week, so we're going down. That's what I'm saying. Um, You know what's funny is I was also on the way here. I'm like, damn, I should grab us some bubbly's.
0: Well, that's what you did. You uh, came to my house with a few, I guess, like a month or two ago,
1: and you brought bubbly.
0: Oh, that sounds nice.
1: So I had to return the favor. Well, thank you. And you got the new bubbly, Mary Berry bubbles, which I already had two of these today. Really? Sign me up. Me too. Sign me up. Cheers. 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 Sorry, Spirit Live. Find me fifty dollars. Going
0: down the bang. I know you're not a big uh, sparkling water guy. No. Do you want some? Do you want to try it?
1: I'll Come on, live reaction. I'll stop it. Kit, yeah. So bad. Kit, 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 Kit. That is disgusting. At least he's not a spitter.
0: He loves it. He's lying.
1: No, yes. that's nasty. Mm. It's like mm. licking a TV. <laughs> Whoa, that's kit, a good way to look at it. Kit Boublé. Mm-hmm. That's what they're saying on the streets. I didn't say that. They said that. I heard it. Since they said that, I'll say that. I've heard it. Um, Corey, you also pulled up with another drink today,
0: and I swear to God, I thought you pulled up with a pint. Yes. I thought you pulled up with an ounce mixed with Fanta. That's only on Fridays. (laughs) That's true. Today's a Wednesday. That's two days. That's two days away. That's right. You ever done lean? Actually, we don't have to get into that. Can you hold that up to the camera?
1: I don't know where the camera's at. It feels like I'm in hot ones. like, Camera here. Camera here. Lower just a
0: little bit. Yeah. Yeah. If if you see if you're looking at the screen right now, tell me that doesn't look like codeine. Here, this will help. Promethazine. Yeah. I can see the Sprite mixed in there right now. Well, um, I, de- I wanted to make sure we got, we got all those important basics out of the way to begin with. I also know that you are not drinking caffeine right now.
1: Yeah, I'm like 10 days in. That's crazy. Or is it crazy? I thought it would be crazier than it is, and it's really not affected me that much. How many coffees were you drinking a day? Oh, my God, I burped. I'm sorry. Maybe two, like three, but then I'm just geeking. Like if I'm drinking three, I'm like, okay, drink it, high for like two hours, crash, then it's just like constant cycle. Yeah, but I have to be really careful to actually like get it dialed right, and I have to like wait till like, I don't know, eleven thirty in the morning, and then have one. Oh wow, like really? crashes were brutal. Yeah, I, yeah, I always tried at least for an hour to two hours after I woke up.
0: That's supposed to be better for you. Yeah. Because you avoid that afternoon crash.
1: Huberman said it, so I believe it.
0: That's what I heard it from Huberman
1: too. Hey, anything he says, I believe.
0: He's smart. You know, um,
1: he's covered in ink. I did know that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You were going to say something.
1: First time I listened to him, I said, Andrew Huberman shirtless. Usually what I do when I listen to most podcasts. <laughs> Birdcore, Sandbird shirtless. Immediate search right after. I'll show you right now. I won't. That's not the first time that's I've offered to
0: take my clothes off on this podcast, I, I think. I also believe that. Yeah, that's fair. So it's not, it hasn't been affecting you because I've thought of doing the same thing. I drink – I've had uh, three coffees today, I think, which is, like, normal. Mm -hmm. I was going to get a coffee on the way here, um, but I would be geeking, tweaking. I can't save no ho. So I was like, "Uh uh-uh, not happening. But I I was going to.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing is you're always just like, oh, I will. It's whatever. I love the taste. I love the process of making an espresso every morning. Yeah. I love frothy milk. It's just, like, that process to me is, like, very special, and I love that. So that sucks to lose. And then the decaf coffee is just really just bean water that I'm drinking right now. And that's just like, it is what it is. But I like noticed that I don't have like that big spurts of energy, but throughout my day, I'm just like more level-headed and just like, I'm looking, I'm not like, my levels are the same. And the big reliant factors are my sleep, like eight hours, like crazy. Eight hours does a lot for you if, if you're not like skipping out. Yeah. Like even yesterday, I was drinking like an absolute dog. All day, all night. Alcohol? Yes. Okay. It was a day of entertainment for me.
0: Tuesday? Yeah. It was a Tuesday.
1: Yeah. I was with my friends who are currently unemployed because we're all freelancers and it's a little slow. Mm. And that's what it is. So then we had a breakfast at mine and then saw a movie, saw a dream scenario, and then went to Italy, had a beer, and then got three more beers. And then I went to Saltburn, drank them during the movie, and then I got two more beers. Headed to the Leafs game. And then I'm at the Leafs game, and it's like, you can't have an empty cup. It's the Leafs game. Then you're drinking, and then you go to the bar after. Then you go to the next bar after. Then you go back to the next bar. Next thing you know, it's been like 10 hours of drinking alcohol. And even though I had like 9 hours of sleep last night, I woke up and I'm like, dude, I don't feel, not even hungover. It's like my brain just fog, It's just not there. Yeah. And obviously that much alcohol is always going to do that to you, but even like a few beers will do that to you as well. And I'm realizing the caffeine, it's like... The reason I did it is to like isolate that, like that's out of the factor. What are the other factors? Like how I eat, how much carbs I eat in the morning. It's like if I'm eating a heavy breakfast, when am I getting sleepy? If I take like a five p.m. nap, if I just close my eyes for like ten minutes, like trying to figure out those things. And uh, yeah, the consensus has been: don't drink, sleep's a big one, lighter breakfast than I expect, and don't just eat to eat. Just kind of like follow your body when you're hungry.
0: Who needs Andrew Huberman when you have Corey Pittman?
1: And these are not backed by anything. Besides my own thoughts.
0: (laughs) These are backed by, yeah, I did, and I'm fine. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I made it up the mud. (laughs) That's a great day, though. So you saw two movies yesterday, two movies that are both receiving a lot of— I've seen a lot of feedback on both. I've seen—I've heard Dream Scenario is one-of-a-kind, masterpiece, fantastic movie. Nick Cage gives his all, and it's phenomenal. And I've heard Saltburn. I know people who love it, and I know people who hate it. Um, Kit. You've seen it. You don't like it.
1: No, I thought it was horrible, a waste of time. Also, my experience also sucked because they gave me the wrong drink I ordered. So it, it was shit from the get-go. Yeah,
0: yeah that, that blows. I still want to see it. I still want to see it. Did you feel it.
1: like it was too long? The ending was really long. Oh, my God. I was like, get it over with. I was like, this could have been an hour 30, not 2.15. 100%. That's why... Like, I was, like, standing or sitting in my seat, like, where is this going? Where is this going? And then the ending also kind of just repeated itself, like, three times. Yes. You got the gist of it. Again. And then they did it again. And it's like, okay, we get it. Just show the highlight reel. Yeah. I literally could have used the TSN three-minute highlight reel to sum up that ending. (laughs) The first third of the movie was good. After that, I thought it was terrible. Yeah. I agree. And Jacob Lordy, phenomenal. He killed it. I was talking to Sam before this. He just had that sauce. It was so natural. His character was so natural to him. He just had it, and it just made sense. His character made so much sense for him.
0: He had an eyebrow piercing. Yes. He was edgy. Clearly. Yeah. I'm still going to watch it. I don't know when. I don't know where. I don't know with who. I might go
1: alone. That's okay. I'm going to watch alone it. Alone movies are great. But title cards, got to give it up. Title cards, phenomenal. Locations, insane. Yeah? Yeah. I got to give it those two things. They deserve a good show. When you—I want to dive into into your world now, mm-hmm. and
0: in terms of um, you've produced, you've directed— I want to touch on locations, because we recently had an issue when um, we were making uh, a short recently where we had to quickly switch locations. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a situation, uh, construction, and we had to kind of think on our feet. Is that is that something that—like, there's so many fires you have to put out as a producer, right? mm mm-hmm. Is that one of the bigger ones that you've had to put out? What are some, like, big big fires you've had to put out? Like, big things that have happened. I heard something about Subway.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, that was a funny one. Um, I don't know. One, we were shooting at Bangerang, No, track and field. And the owner, Nikki, absolute saint. Phenomenal woman. So kind. Shout out, Nikki. So willing. Worked with her budget. Location is always the hardest because smaller budgets is just, like, you want a good location, you're going to pay for a bag. Or it's, like, a, new, a unique location is harder to come by, but it tells it does so much more for you. Um, a fire hydrant, but I don't know, like, we were shooting at track and field, and we thought we got all the smoke alarms, and we did, and then the fire trucks were called, and, like, their alarms wouldn't stop going off, but we were, already like, behind schedule. And when I produce, I usually AD as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, like, constantly trying to push the schedule, and then it was just so behind, and, like, Nikki's just, like, on the phone with the fire department being, like, don't come... False alarm, and then we had to like figure out how to shut it off, but we still needed the haze for the shot, so we were kind of just like <laughs> had to still wa- like keep turning it on and wafting it, just be like, okay, well, don't do too much, and it's just like finding that balance of like going between like the owner of the bar and like to my DP, and he's like, I need haze for the shot because now we can't use the other stuff if we don't, and then me going back to the bar owner and trying to like figure that out with her. Those are the hard parts, but that's what makes it fun because you got to learn how they think. It's like the w- the way I always see it is in university, when you have a prof and you're like, you read through the assignment and it... Sorry, let me reword this. Some profs want you to have, like, an MLA format. Some profs want you to, like, go off-guide of what they want and just create a whole new project. You just have to know what that prof wants. It's like, if they want proper formatting, you give them proper formatting, the content doesn't need to be strong, but if the formatting's there, they're like, oh, my God, you did it. If they're like, you went off-track, and that's what they want to just see, like push your creative boundaries and you did no formatting, but that's what they wanted, that's what they want. You just got to like, when you're negotiating with these people, what do they want and how do they see value? And the value to them is like being kind to them, making sure their space is taken care of. If that's what matters to them or it's the money that matters to them or being out by a certain time, it's like reassuring them every time. Oh, we're on schedule. We're coming up early. We're going to be out by then. If time is valuable to them, if it's making sure the place is clean, it's assigning somebody to be with that owner to go around and make sure everything's clean around them or like assigning a few people to make sure that shit's tight. Um so it's kind of just speaking their language in the best way. But that's what makes it fun cuz you're like learning these things on the fly about these people.
0: Yeah, and like you were saying a second ago, you know, being uh especially like a, like a young creative being freelance is you can go 2-3 weeks without work, right? And then all of a sudden it's like you need to gather a team of 15 20 people for a shoot next week. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's very, it's very, and we've had this conversation before about being run and gun, but being doable like it's something that we saw it when we were on set, uh, for the first person shooter video. It was like thinking on the fly, and then you kept turning to me. You're like, Oh, so this is run and gun stuff, man. Like, we could do this stuff, but you need to have that, like, big team. I find, um, I know that. You've, like, produced and directed a lot more than I have. I'm still a rookie in the game. But what are some of, like, the, like, biggest sets you've been on, like, biggest productions with the biggest team where you do need someone allocated to each little thing? You know what I mean?
1: Honestly, the first video we did underneath our production company for this guy named Realist K. Um, Yeah, that's huge. Director flew in from New York. I just got a huge alley-oop from Colossal, Alex Delorso. Threw me a huge alley-oop he's like yo project's too small for us do you want it i'm like yeah not knowing like a goddamn thing about real budgets the budget like the money went from columbia to like the director's personal account and like not something you want to do because then if you get audited it's like seen as income it's like it should have went through the corporation but we had just incorporated at the time our like u.s wires were whacking was like a tight timeline and the DP is really experienced, and he's very a technical DP, so he likes to have certain gear and, like, uh, access to a lot of gear. So I wasn't used to a DP like that in terms of, like, oh, just get this, this, and this, and not, like, oh, I have this number. Like, we have to work within this.
0: That's crazy. That cough button coming at <laughs> me.
1: Holy Christ. The bubble's talking to me. Yeah, um, true. Shout out, bubbly. Yeah, and then I just got like screwed over because then we got, we hired union guys. I was not aware of like union rates. I was not aware they were going to charge tax on top of everything. I was not aware that he's going to charge me like a $500 scout fee. I was not aware of like all these things. So I'm expecting invoices for like $400. Bro's charging me because we ate lunch 30 minutes past his scheduled time. He's charging me like 80 bucks for that. And I'm like, all this shit. I'm like, bro. And then you just got, now I'm like, so everything is in paper. Like everything, I'm like, this rate locked in. 12 hours all in, like, learning these things. And I remember calling Alex while I was figuring out these payouts. And he's just like, I'm like, bro, I just, like, I think I just fucked up. Like, I just did it wrong. And he's just like, yeah, like, you kind of just have to pay these people. And that's just, like, what it is. You can't renegotiate the rate after we shot the video. Like, it's like, you agreed to this, and you just didn't know what you agreed to. And it's just like, well, that's what it is. And those are the things you're just going to learn the hard way. And that was terrible. I I found I was doing too many roles that day myself. And I find that happens if, like, Somebody's doing something, I'm like, this could be done way more efficiently. I'll just, like, end up doing it myself, which is not a good habit. And I'm trying to learn to delegate better, and Nate's always, like, pushed me to delegate better. Like, for example, we had to get a car in the studio. Oh, my God. So we're already, like, two hours behind schedule. We have to bring in a car, and we're bringing it through 2D house on these, like, wheels. So you can, like, put it on these, like, wheels so the car can, like, spin, like, 360. And we're pushing it through, and then at one point... So the car was in neutral. Then we got it to the doors, and then I think I put it in park. And then we couldn't put it back in neutral. Need to be in neutral to move, without turning it on. But it's now inside of the studio. And then there's people eating lunch right behind the exhaust. A whole cast of another commercial. And the owner of like 2D is like, "You can't turn the car on. Like these people are eating lunch. You have to wait till they're gone because we can't have exhaust oh, God, going into yeah. them." And like the director was just like, "Yo, like fuck it. Like I'll get up there and just be like, fuck it. Like I'm sorry. Oops." Because yeah. we have to keep moving.
0: Whoops! I didn't realize yeah. I turned the car on.
1: And in that moment, like for lessons learned, to like not just tell a story, um, I was like, okay, well, like in this situation, we have to wait till they're done lunching. That's just what it is. Yeah. What can be done in the meantime? So it's like instantly not getting caught up in the moment, and always being like, okay, this is the problem, but is there something we can do in between that might speed this up? So it's not like constantly problem solving. It's thinking what else can be done now. So then we just set up for the next shot without having the car in there. And it saved us time. Like, we should have done that in the first place. Mm-hmm. We were so caught up on this, like, mistake. He said I had to, like, step out of the situation. It's always about, like, being aware of, like, what the situation you're in, but also being able to step out and kind of take that on and just figure out what else can be done now because we can't solve this problem currently. Damn. Um, Yeah, that video is crazy. And then we went to this diner, and there was, like, this crazy rig. Um, and i just, like, paying this guy cash and just, like, negotiating, like, like I was saying earlier, speaking their language, this guy, I think it's called the Harry's Barbecue, is in Etobicoke, just, like, yeah, he's got a big like, yell, bro, like, I'll pay you $500 cash, you just have to, like, just be here for us, Yeah, he's like, it's my one day off, and, like, I don't know, negotiating with him, like, we're late at the studio, we're two hours late to him, and then, like, you feel bad, and, yeah, holding that down, then we're running late there, and knowing how much money you have, to then, like, okay, I'll give you an extra 100 bucks. So we can stay a little longer, and... We've had those scenarios quite a bit. Even like at a gas station we shot for this Anders video I co-directed. We talked to the shop owner of the gas station about using the shop, but we didn't talk to the owner of the gas station who, so shop guy leases his shop that's attached to the gas station. Okay. So we pull up and the owner is there and he's just like, who the fuck are you guys? We're like, oh, like we talked to What's his face? He's like, well, he doesn't own this place. Like I own this place. And we were taking up so much space. We had like a Maybach. We had like all of our gear, all of these cars, and it was like near Ron's. Is um, and it was um, anyways, near Junction. And I said like renegotiate with this guy, and like there was no ifs, ands, or buts. Like I had to get to a number. We had to use this location. Yeah, and everything was there. Yeah, everything was there. So it was just like we had to just figure out how to negotiate with this guy, and then I just had to get him to a number and agree. And uh, wow, yeah, man, they were pissed. But anyway, just, like, learning to work that on the fly. But that's the fun part It's just, like, this is high stress.
0: I was going to say, like, all this stuff where it's on the fly and you kind of have no choice but to figure it out, what is the satisfaction like at the end once you've figured – once you have found a solution and you're like, okay, like, that was hell, but we did it? What's that, like – what's that kind of sensation? Like, does it make you want to do more of it? I guess so, if you you enjoy doing it.
1: I think it's the new challenges that I like. Um – yeah, satisfaction is like, holy shit, we actually did that. Like, we had an idea and we could actually execute without taking any uh, shortcuts is, like, the best satisfaction. It's like, holy shit, we made it all the way through. I don't really know. I don't, like, we were just doing at that moment in our careers last year. We were just, like, going, going, going. Yeah. So it wasn't that it was like, Oh, I seek the next like altercation with somebody that I have to de escalate. It was never that, it's just more <laughs> so like let's keep building the company's brand. Yeah. As opposed um, to can't
0: wait for my next negotiation yeah. session.
1: <laughs> Not something I was always looking forward to. But I ended up like loving them. It's just yeah, it's just fun. And it makes for a good story and you just like build your character, absolutely and, like, build yeah. your ability. Yeah. To talk. But yeah, this year's been a lot more slower than that than last year.
0: For sense. And that's for Luno, or for yeah, yourself?
1: For Luna, myself as well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just been more chill. Yeah. Um, Not intentionally. If, or just our first year, everybody's coming to us, and then this year's a little slower, but we're, like, rethinking of, like, we really want to just do projects that we only want to do. We've done a couple of projects where, we're like, oh, we don't passionately care about this.
0: Right. It's more people coming to you saying, hey, h- can you help me make this? Yeah, and it's just yeah. like,
1: oh, we'll do that. But it's like, does that bring us, like, what do we gain from this? Right. Yeah, it's not even just about financial. It's about, like, learning. To me, it's all about learning. Yeah like, so can I actually, like, learn something new from this? Like, these, like, the canned peaches stuff. Every video is different because I wanted to try something new.
0: Yeah, can you touch a bit on the canned peaches and what exactly yeah. that is for those who don't know?
1: Premises, good friend Jake Shannon and his brother Liam Collier um, wrote a tape called Canned Peaches, uh, eight tracks, uh, all produced by Liam. And sung by Jacob, or Jake. Great music, by the way. Fun music. And got a bunch of the homies on the tracks. So then I did eight videos for, eight one-minute videos for each song. And, uh, yeah, like for the Way to Go video with my friend Matthew Worku, who I met here at Cry- uh, in Cry, we uh, shot everything in reverse. So we learned the whole song. He learned his whole verse backwards. And then Jacob did two. And then we, I just had to, like, learn how to walk backwards and make it look like you're walking forwards and then do it while rapping the song with like cues and like being aware of your space and making it look like normal. Um, yeah, and that was a lot of fun. Like it was pretty hard. Mm-hmm. But like if you see the far side drop video, it's like an exact replica. Like I scouted the location based off of that video. Um it's just by my house, actually. But yeah, so then we did a stop motion video with this phenomenal illustrator named Rana Kram that was took so much time but it's just like so hard learning and also like task delegation there like it was at the point it was a volunteer project everybody did it pro bono and saying to rana like trying to encourage rana to like keep going when she's like not getting anything out of this besides the portfolio and i'm putting her through like hours and like f- over 50 hours of work for free and her'd be like, i'd be like oh here's more drawings like you can do this and i can't do anything like i can't be like oh i'll help you or in other situations like i was saying i just step in and do it I can't draw the way she draws, right I can only do the manual labor once she finishes those drawings. but for her to, me to be like, oh, you need to learn how to paint on acrylic paint and on a plastic cell. And then we need to like and have those drawings the exact size and I need eight of them for a walking cycle. And now you need to learn how to paint a walking cycle with all these new elements. and then a backdrop and then a floating balloon. And then a barking dog. And then a clown with balloons. And then, and it's just constantly, like, I can't do anything besides tell her to do more work. Yeah. And it's just, like, me being patient and trying to encourage her, like, shipping her bubblies to her house. <laughs> and, like, just being, like, thank you. Like, I can only show thank you so much. And you just get to a point where you just have to, you have to, like, go and just be, like, whatever comes of this will come with this. Like, I had to cut things. It wasn't a minute. It was 40 seconds instead. We, like, freeballed shit on the day of. We shot once, and then there was, like, a mistake mistake but like a misunderstanding like in the technical drawings and we had to shoot another day and then but that day gave ron encouragement she was like oh my god i see the process So now like let's go for it again and then we were able to like go in full force on day two with way less mistakes and we knew what we were doing and like the camera said it was better and everything was better um so we were able to actually like execute the process
0: sometimes it's funny how the how the world works that way yeah when it's <laughs> you're supposed to do it one way and then for whatever reason you can't but then the second attempt ends up being that much better, right? Mm-hmm. The second opportunity,
1: and that's what I love. Is like those wasn't a fail. It was never a failure. It's just like a turn. Yeah, and uh, I love those turns. But yeah, that's Camp Peaches. Camp Peaches,
0: that's such a cool name too. I've never even seen oh Camp God. Peaches. And like the, I, do they make peaches? Really? That, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's not a thing in Quebec. I don't know. No. Is it a thing?
1: Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. Such a thing. Have you ever had those fruit cups? Like Mott's sensations? No. Those are the gummies. Oh true. It's like fruit in a cup? With like syrup in it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a peach. That's what a canned peach would taste like. But it just in a plastic cup instead. Are those healthy? Hell no. The syrup in there? Yeah. So good though. Remember as a kid you'd like pop it open and just
0: Yeah. That's like a w- One of those things your your parents put in your lunchbox and you're like, oh this is fruit, it'll be fine.
1: Yeah, no, that was truly them. And the Marchand cherries, merino cherries.
0: Oh, uh, Marachino. No, I was going to say mariachi. Is that the band? Yeah. No, 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 no,
1: no, that's no, the no,
0: no. Mar- Marachino? God, I'm bartender. I should know this. Yeah, right? You work in restaurant. Uh, you should no, know this. No, we don't got
1: those in our restaurant.
0: No, y'all got, um... So you're you're a supervisor at uh, Steam Whistle. Transition. Yeah, That's what I do, man. <laughs> I'm good like that. So, um, and I feel like I know a lot of creatives who also work in restaurant. Like, restaurant is because this scene is so because the creative scene is so difficult in terms of making money especially at the start like you're saying like low budget stuff, no budget stuff where you're not getting paid, there's no money involved, you know, it's a lot of passion projects. You need to break make your bread somewhere. You got to keep the lights on. Um how have you found the balance of like doing your job at the restaurant and also doing all the creative stuff you like? I feel like for myself personally, I'm at work, but my head is Elsewhere, I'm like, oh, I want to I want to do this video. I want to write this. I want to do this thing. Mm-hmm. What's it like for you?
1: Yeah, I see it as like a Safety net in a way where it's like no matter what I have this and it like I was saying earlier It enables you to do anything you want to do. It's not a necessity. Like I'm not producing out of like Producing out of like necessity all the time. I'm, I don't want to like learn to hate my work just because I have to do this video so I only, only want to do things I want to do. So then finding the balance is hard. Like in the summer, I had to decide like either take a demotion, like get demoted from like supervising like five days, like full-time supervisor, or demoting with a pay decrease and supervise less, but be able to. So then I'd be able to trade my shifts easier. So then I'd be serving more, but the same just lower pay. Mm-hmm. But that means I could trade my shifts. So then I could do these shoots when they pop up, and I had to choose. like I was like, yes, obviously. Like I'm here for the long term the minor raise is not going to, like, make the difference to me. I'd rather have the ability to trade my shifts. And I was reminded by it this week when we had two supervisors leave. And now I'm supervising more, and I'm like, yo, like, I can't trade these shifts. And there's nobody here to trade with me. And now I'm like, I have to figure out a way. I'm, like, negotiating with people, like, giving people cash to try and take my shifts. And... I just dedicated that to myself in the summer and it's now like I'm reminded right now why I did it and yeah. uh, I'm glad it paid off.
0: That's crazy giving mm-hmm. people cash you're down bad like that to get out of your shift, huh?
1: Bro, I need to go do this video. Yeah. I need to go do a video and yeah. I'm going to make more at the video. So yeah. it's like, I don't know, it's just the cost of doing business, I guess.
0: At what point did money start coming in from doing these videos? Or does oh. it or is it like is it something that's not consistent? Is it like you do two videos, no money, you do one video, money like what is I'm mm. not
1: gonna lie to you. We've kind of always made money, not like I'm buying a crib. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the work we're putting in, the, like the amount of hours I'm putting in, it's not like I'm making like $300 an hour by any means. Yeah, and there's so much prep and so much post, and that's just like my job is like there to take it all the way through. So it's yeah, it's just a lot of work, but I'm willing to do it, and it's like scattered, like right before this, like, answering texts. It's like, I'm not counting those hours. It's just, like, the flat fee that goes into it. Yeah. Um. But, like, in terms of, like, passion projects, like, can P just like, did for free. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, I wanted to, and Jacob was down for the count, uh, down for it. And, uh, like, my short film, like, Picnic, and then that music video, we did the day after, like, free as well. But, because I wanted to, like, I, that's what I want to do. Yeah, like, that's what I want to be doing with my time. I don't need to be like paying myself to go do those. Like, I'm choosing. Like, those are my visions. So it's like up to me.
0: Paying yourself. Let me transfer twenty for my check into my savings.
1: Well, I earned it. Yeah, that's for me. Yeah, for a lot, a lot uh, more. Sorry, go on. Yeah, no. So each job's been paid. To be honest, we always find a way, and that's just like what it is. Like, that's when you rely on natural locations. That's when you get in one. You get one studio, and you don't get other locations. So you just kind of like, how can we optimize this space? With lower budgets, you're always just like optimizing and just like thinking outside the box. I like that running gun, like on first person shooter.
0: Yeah. Um, I had a question. It was on the tip of my tongue. It's so, so far now, but it was so related to what we were talking about. I'm going to take a sip of my bubbly and see if it comes back. I got it. So. Wow. Yeah, pretty good, eh? (laughs) That's (laughs) the the power of bubbly, man. It'll come right back to you. I wanted to talk about Luno. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, Luno, you've been doing roughly two years now, Luno, right?
1: Yeah, two years in February is the incorporation date.
0: Yeah. That's when it's branded. So, before being incorporated, like, once you were incorporated, is that when people started coming to you with
1: projects? No, people came before that, but kind of just, like, off of a whim. Like, Nate... My partner, photographer first, and our friend Colin, Nilo Blues, came to Nate, and he shot Nate a couple times, and I used to have a brand, and um, anyways, it doesn't even matter to that. I was like, I need some videos directed. Are you down? And I kind of just like, oh, whatever. And then he asked Nate, and Nate's like, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. So we did these two videos, and then that management hit me up, and I did a thing for Overwatch for Rev. She, uh, the Toronto map got released on Overwatch um, and she was like part of the promotion so I produced this thing did god awful again no idea what I was doing the balance like that's the first time I had like budget and yeah. I was like like dog this is the craziest shit ever I can't believe I did this but management was like oh here like here's two grand specifically for makeup and costume okay like, make sure that shit is popping because that's her brand she's over the top like always glammed and like Get it right. So, okay, perfect. I'll give a grand a costume, grand a here. I don't like know any good stylists at the time. Um, Digby did great. But the makeup artist, I'm like, oh, what's your rate? I hit up a uh, very big makeup artist in the city. She's like, oh, it's like $7.50. I'm like, well, how's 950? <laughs> I'm just like overpaying her. <laughs> just because I was like, oh, I have a grand set aside. I'm like, oh, yeah, here's 950 bucks. 50 like, Here's two more. Yeah, I was like, no need. And I was just like I looked back down, I'm like, dog, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> just because I had it allocated does not mean I mean needed to spend it there. <laughs> um and that's just like, th- I wasn't I wasn't thinking. Like that's funny. And yeah, oh my god, that money easily could have went to better locations. Like we had not good look like we had one okay location, but yeah. Anyways, like those are the things I'm just like, dog, you don't learn like the thought process and like the yeah value of that. Like that could have went to more of my rate.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Um Anyways, yeah. So that's like we did. I did that, and then, um, oh, shit, we did something else too.
0: That's literally like you tipped the oh makeup no, I artist. Oh I did. Yeah. It's
1: like twenty like percent. She, she, she handed me her phone, and I was twenty percent. Out just genuine, I was just like, yeah, here, of course. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. feeling good today. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So dumb. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, there. Then we did something else, and then, yeah, I think I just like was asking Alex to get coffee, and then yeah, that real estate video kind of just like kicked it off.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, dude, I don't think there's anything else. But, yeah, no, then Luno from there. And then we did other videos, like the Anders video. Um, and then Sahati videos this summer for Nate's girlfriend. Um, phenomenal Albanian artist. And one of our best videos yet for a song called Too Good to You. I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, it's our best video yet. That's it now. But, uh, yeah, no. That's Luno.
0: And that's your... So, you're credited as a co-founder and a producer. Recently, more so director, though. Mm-hmm. Who is Corey Pittman, the producer versus Corey Pittman, the director?
1: Yeah, producer is down to just make the vision happen and like whatever is like needed to get the job done. Pretty standard in production wise. Like I always try and just be. I don't know. I don't know how to describe Pittman producer director though i'm just trying to like learn more so i think just trying new every single time trying something new um and not just trying to do a video just to do a video like it's got to have a purpose it's got to have like a meaning behind it and some sorts of like what it means to the artist or means to me i don't know that's uh i don't know how to answer that question
0: that's okay you can think on it (laughs) we'll think on it okay we'll put that one on the back burner yeah we'll take a bubbly break also, you learned how to drive when you were eight. Can you? Is this true? Where'd you pull that? And your website, dude. You put it on your website, like my you, personal website. Yeah. Oh my god. CoreyPittman.com. Is
1: that new, by the way? No, that's super old. They well, made that in school. It's on there. God, you even like emailed that old email. I was yeah. Like, this is crazy that all of this. Obviously, it's all out there. But um, yeah. No, I learned as a kid. My dad had a shop. God, I love this. Uh, my dad had a shop, and he had like. Uh, Subaru that was just, like, laying around. So then he'd, like, put me on his lap, and I'd drive around, and then it's just, like, a big empty yard. And i just, like, whip. And then I'd get on his lap, and then around I was, like, 10-ish, then I'd just be driving on my own, like, around the yard. Just be, like, flying. It was pretty crazy, actually.
0: Okay, when did you learn how to drive? I'd say 13
1: on a Subaru as well. Yeah, see? <laughs> That's where it goes down.
0: My brother learned how to drive. God, he would have been... He was young. He was doing go-kart camp when he was, like, eight, eight or nine. Like cars hold, up, hold up!
1: go-kart camp?
0: <laughs> there's a camp for yeah. go-karting? Bro, there's a, su- there's a crazy go-kart track in Montreal, <laughs> um, Cardomania. Uh, all the Montreal <laughs> listeners, y'all know what I'm talking about, just off of DeCary. Uh, yeah, Cardomania is a summer go-kart camp. My brother, ever since he was three or four years old like cars have always 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 been his fascination he knows everything about like car engines car models this this that whatever it is and now he like flips cars um not physically like like (laughs) barrel rolling hey strong guy yeah it's true um no but so he would do these go-kart camps when he was eight or nine it was like his favorite thing the whole world and he was going up against like 15 year olds and smoking them like completely smoking them and that translated to his life behind the wheel when he got older he thought he was at go-kart camp so he would drive that way and he's
1: smoking behind the wheel yeah yeah
0: yeah he he would do some smoking behind the wheel then he would be smoking cars on the street yes sir there's this one long strip right near our house i hope my parents aren't listening and he would on the highway he would like just book it like going like 200 210 dad mom sorry if you're listening Charlie told me that in confidence um but uh yeah and uh so he learned how to drive when he was I think like well he learned go he learned how to drive go-karts when he was eight or nine but then my grandma's uh I think was a Chrysler Chrysler anyway she, he was driving when he was like 11 12 and then I learned how to drive when I was 15 and now my license is expired and I have no insurance.
1: Damn. Yeah. No driving when you go home this weekend.
0: No, I'll be driving.
1: Savage. Yeah. Smoking and driving.
0: No, I don't know about the smoking part.
1: No, he's smoking and driving. No, no, no. Hey. Montreal Police. Hey, hey. Mm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. I told you not to talk about that. In confidence. Yeah. We'll cut that bit. Okay. Okay. Um, Going back to the question. Yes. Director um just making things that make somebody feel either it's like feel weird feel happy feel joy like that's when you've created something good it's when it makes somebody feel something uh it's short and sweet answer
0: so is that what you say is your your unique like i have a question here it says what makes Corey Pittman a unique creative is it that is it doing something like, like i think
1: it's the ability to pull like having my background god it's like an elevator pitch um, yeah, having have my background <laughs> in production, <laughs> um, my background in production, like allows me to like see things through from like beginning to end. It's not just all about creation and, um, I don't think it's limiting cause I can still have like think big and think about how these things can be executed. Um, so I think that's like the big pro behind it is like, I'm thinking actuality behind these things and execution, um, behind any visions I have. Nice. I think that would be the separation. That's, like, the difference.
0: Do you do you prefer wearing one hat over the other?
1: I feel like that's the point they're blended. Especially, well, mm-hmm. I will say.
0: This bro's been clicking the cough button,
1: like, five times today. Using and abusing it, baby. Yeah. Um, it's because you're drinking that bubbly codeine I mix. I know. I know. I'm actually sipping on both today. <laughs> uh, Because I haven't done any, like, big productions yet where I actually have, like, a full producer behind me where it's, like, I can't take the hat fully off yet. Yeah. It's always still going to be on. Like like the Ray J meme where it's half
0: on, right? Do you know the, the the meme of Ray J? I wish with the I could two- say,
1: Kit, pull it up. <laughs> well, Kit can not pull it up. Um,
0: so, yeah, I usually
1: work yeah, with the no. producer. Yeah, so I actually work with somebody that can yeah. like, just take it off. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know yet uh, what the – I can't flip it on or off yet. So we'll get there soon, though.
0: Yeah. We'll get there. It'll be like um, I have a bucket hat that I can flip into a fedora. My friends make fun of me when I flip it into a fedora,
1: though. I wonder why. Yeah. I need to see that, though.
0: Yeah, I think I may have lost it, though. You were at the prom? No, I wore a maroon suit to prom. <laughs> There's a p- picture of Ray J. Can, can you see, see it? It's that, oh, shit. That meme of Ray J, you know what I'm talking I've about? I've seen that, though. No. Oh, it's so funny. It's like a meme where he's like doing an interview, and it cuts to him wearing his hat one way, and then... like. It, it, it's multicam, so it cuts to the interviewer, cuts back to him. His hat is worn a completely different way. <laughs> cuts back to the interviewer, cuts back to him. Same thing. Over and over again. My God, I wish I had a cuff button hey. over
1: here. But you don't? Damn.
0: No, I just have the... I, ha- I control everything over here. That's my cuff button.
1: Damn. What makes a good creative to you in Toronto? Ooh. Like, what do I... What do you look at? You look at somebody like, wow, you got it down pat, and it's because of this. Oh, man. I think
0: there's a few different ways I could answer that. I look at some, I can. Oh, you've put me on the spot, Corey. Sub cheese. Whoopsies. If they're doing something, A, if they're doing something that nobody else is doing and they're doing it super, super well, um, and I think that. What's helped with that is social media. You look at guys like I'm gonna bring up someone that we both know. You look at someone like Hamza and Martin, and those guys, they just they've used like TikTok to their advantage to put on these characters. And it's almost it's so much to the point where you don't know if they're characters or not anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think the use of social media to kind of to act To act in a certain way and pull it off so well to the point where you are playing, it's like people think you're a character 24 7. I think that makes someone a really good creative. And I say that because that's something that I enjoy doing. I like performing and, you know, putting on, you know, whether it be posting a different skit or something like that. Like, I'm like, wow, that's impressive. That's unique. How do I do that? And also, if there's a creative who is doing something that everybody else is doing, but they're doing it very well, you look at, them, You look at Shirley. You look at secretaries. Like th- those are all fashion. I guess I was thinking fashion for that mm-hmm. one. But those are Toronto brands that I find stick out to me because they're doing it so well. And what they're doing is cool. Like Jack and Nick did a full blown. Where um, they had like they had rented out a room at in a building where you scheduled coming coming by to see. It was like a curated one-on-one experience where you would come by, you'd, oh, you'd book a time. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, that's... I just knew the one word. I got you. Yeah. And then you look at the commercials that, like, Adidim is making, or, or, like... And same with Parker, when he's launching those... When he's making videos to launch a new campaign. I find that's such a cool way to do it, as opposed to posting a, a photo dump of, here's our new hoodie, here's yeah. our new socks, here's our new whatever, you know? Like blending those different kinds of avenues blending production with fashion and stuff like that i find that is also another thing where i'm like wow that's a cool way to do it that is a unique brain right there i think i think that's my maybe that's a two-part answer but yeah and uh it's cool it's cool to see these people doing it and um yeah there you go
1: good answer Who's your dream? Who's your dream guest in Toronto?
0: My dream guest in Toronto for Birdcore. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Doesn't um, even have
1: to be Birdcore. It could be in a different. It could be like world. Celsius yeah. Fitz, for example. Or, or just, yeah, it could be like. I want to. Yeah, honestly, Birdcore is pretty wide, so I guess it could be anybody. You yeah. don't limit it because of their, uh, the category or like job genre they're in.
0: I really I want to get someone who, has an everyday job. Like, I was talking to my buddy the other day who was a Toronto cop, and he was telling me these stories. And I was going, holy Jesus, do you want to come on BirdCore and talk about it? He's like, I don't think I'm allowed. So I would love to get, like, you know, a retired police officer. I would love to talk to a plumber. I would love to talk to, like, it, there's no, I don't think there's any limits to who I would want to have on and hear their story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In terms of who I've had so far for Birdcore, a lot of it have been creatives. I've had stand-up comedians. I've had producers. I've had production company. Uh, I've had, like, actresses. Like So right now it's very geared towards the creative scene just because that's kind of what I like. But I think once I am able to nail down a bit more of a pattern in terms of having these free-flowing, you know, 50-minute conversations where I can just keep it up with whoever it might be you know a high school janitor Mm -hmm. then that and that would almost be like my unique creative thing you know what i mean i liked like a huge inspiration for me is theo vaughn i think theo vaughn is one of the smartest and funniest entertainers out there Mm -hmm. um so if i i would like to model this show and kind of like almost like more of my life that's crazy i could hear you sipping that that's oh, so hoping loud you wouldn't no it's fine i want to model a bit more of my path towards theo obviously taking my own twist on it as well but yeah that's um and my brain's just always it's always going man it's mm-hmm. always going and I, i'm i'm just looking forward to being done school so i can really like push everything else aside and be like okay what like what's my plan what am i doing
1: man i feel like school helped me actually work harder yeah. Like having something that's like consistent. Like during COVID, I did nothing. And it's like having these constraints of like, oh no, I'm working like 6 days a week or I'm like I'm in school and I'm working. I only have this one true day if I actually want to do something. I would do it more than I'm doing now. Like it's like it was crazy. I don't know. I don't understand why. Um But yeah, I find I don't know, everybody's different. So yeah. everyone's like, "Oh, it's free time as a opportunity." To me, it's like I kind of have to like corner myself into being busy to like keep moving. Um, that's just kind of how I operate better. But I don't know. It's a it's a weird thing. Do you like being busy? Yeah, I do. Not just to say I'm busy. I just genuinely like enjoy just doing. Yeah, I've been told that
0: being busy is a blessing, mm-hmm. and I like I like look back and I think I'm like actually you know what it, it is. It means if you can stay busy, it means you're doing something right. Yeah, uh, or maybe not necessarily something right, but you're doing something. You're just you're always going, being productive, yeah. and eventually things are going to pile up. The more consistent you are, you know, bada boom, bada bing, the better things are going to be.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think. Um, sidebar. Do you think Theo Vaughn's a full act? Um. No, I think he. I
0: think he milks it a bit, but I think he genuinely is most of what he's saying i think that is like i think most i think 85 percent of what you hear him go on about is who he is because he's had so many life experiences his dad was 70 when he was born his mom wasn't really around um he struggled a lot with addiction so you know like there's stuff going on in, in his brain so i don't think it's all an act i think a lot of it is actually genuine do you think it's an act
1: I think part of it, yeah, yeah. It's Too much, like, bro. I know, I know, people from the south, <laughs> and it's like he's too calculated to then to be that far gone. That's why I think he's smart because if it is an act, that's what I'm saying. You can't honestly, you can't have both. Mm-hmm. He's too calculated for it, it to, for him truly to be like that dumb in a way, or that like so in the sauce. That's so so, so southern. That's fair. Like he's got it. How many nights? How many nights did he do in Toronto? Oh my God! Like seven or eight. It's crazy. Your bro, just on tour. Yeah. I don't know, but his natural ability, I want to see him off mic. I don't know. I don't know if he's just so on, but like then you look at like Sacha Baron, and you're like, bro, he's just <laughs> on. Yeah. Like he is not off. Between G, Borat, and Juno, Bruno. <laughs> Not Juno. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say but Ali G just like, like crazy man. They just like they never turned off. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if Theo Von just like been able to do this for years, or like what he's really like. But uh, yeah, I think it's part act.
0: Well, one it's day maybe we be. can get to the bottom of it. Yeah, but um, we'll him up. Yeah, but yeah. for for now, it's it's six o'clock, baby. It's six o'clock. we it's it's a bit after the dot. Oh, it's six o'clock and a few a few periods. Oh, there's the beep. That's crazy. <laughs> uh cory Pittman, thank you so much for coming on uh, bird today thanks for having me anytime dude um may you have many more bubblies in your life best believe much success to you i'm looking forward to seeing where your career goes i'm glad that i'm able to call you a friend and that we can work on creative projects together and i'm looking forward to seeing what more we can do together
1: i'm excited for the next thing Thanks for having me. I felt like I said a whole bunch of nothing, but thank you.
0: No, you said a whole bunch of lots of something.
1: Okay. That's something.
0: Producer Kit, anything? Talk What's film.
1: your Spotify rap number one? Actually you won't believe it, but it's I use Apple Music, but uh SZA.
0: Disgusting. Oh wow, really, eh? Yeah. Apple Music? Oh that's crazy. I, I, I have both.
1: <laughs> I got I got both.
0: Okay. Then, okay.
1: Uh, and then the song called Mojo for my top listening new track.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Mine was uh mine was Daniel Caesar.
1: Yeah. Mine's up there too. Yeah. Daniel is my top listen to on Spotify.
0: Yeah, me too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I use Apple. So, like, that's my computer listens.
0: Bro got money. Okay. How
1: about to about that. All right. Corey, thank you again. Kid, thank you. I'm so Pace. bad at these outros now. Yeah.
0: Okay, I'm just going to start music.
1: Three, two, one. Wait, hold on. Uh, okay. Out. Wait,
0: wait. Let me just. Okay, now do it again. Three, two, one. It's like a dream of mine. to tear to completely blow out and, like, have to restructure my knee
1: communicated and said you know what lion tastes good
0: let's go get some more lion
1: cindy the tv's leaking mclovin yeah today is thomas cup's birthday and this is project x yo